0: Welcome to Reality Roots with me, your host, Hillary. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. I want to start out right away with a trigger warning. (laughs) Um, The topic of abortion is going to be discussed in this episode because it was heavily discussed in the episode that I'm recapping. So if like, I understand that can be a difficult topic for a lot of people. That's totally understandable. So if you feel you might be one of those people, maybe give this one a skip. And I will talk to you again next week. Um, to everyone else, <laughs> if you're going to continue, uh, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, I'm a little bit out of it this week. I Before I tell you which episode or before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about a little journey I went on to get here over this last week. So I really was inspired for some reason to go back for Jeremy Kyle. I don't know. Jeremy Kyle is not a 90s talk show. I think I looked it up and it's it ran from 2005 to two thousand nineteen. I was still willing to go into it because (laughs) Jeremy and Kyle can be a fun watch. I certainly can remember seeing episodes and I remember that there were a lot on YouTube easily accessible. I remember kind of, I mean, I don't know if it's fun, but you know, the same kind of fun (laughs) that we have with all the other garbage. But guess what, guys? Jeremy cancel. Jeremy Kyle is soup's canceled, and it looks like pretty much all his shit has been taken off YouTube. Apparently, we had kind of a Jenny Jones situation. Not exactly the same. I don't. I don't know. Jeremy Kyle is also more of a British thing, so I don't know how many of you are going to be familiar with Jeremy Kyle. Jeremy Kyle. Hmm. I mean, he wasn't nice. I can't say he was a nice guy. He had. He was a bit like Steve Wilkos-ish. Like he definitely was about common sense. A lot of the show took place off stage. I tried to watch one episode, but then it turned out not to be an episode. It was more like clips mashed together, which I don't. I don't really like. I'm not going to do that unless I run out of. Like full-length episodes to recap because I just really like to get the full context of what's happening in the show. Like to see it as kind of, you know, a, a holistic piece of art. So I could only find the clip show. I was definitely reminded of how Jeremy Kyle, yeah, a lot of his show takes place off stage. People are always storming off. Anyway, it turns out that Jeremy Kyle in 2019 had uh, someone on. I think it was like a cheating type of uh, storyline, I guess, type of episode. The One of the gentlemen failed the lie detector test. Now those, I mean, we can always take those with a grain of salt. Obviously, they are not, like, lie detectors aren't admissible in court for a reason. I don't think we've really seen any lie detectors at least doesn't like in the past ten episodes or whatever that I've recapped. But I mean, I don't know, sometimes I feel like we don't need them, like the person's obviously lying. Sometimes it I don't know, I mean there's just it's not admissible in court, so we can't say a hundred percent that they're accurate, right? Uh but Jeremy Kyle called this guy a failure. It's like I don't think he used these exact words, but he was like, You're a piece of shit. <laughs> You're a liar Um, really went in on him. And then a few days later, this gentleman, um, died by suicide. So pretty quickly, like that episode never aired so that, I mean, I wouldn't really want to recap that anyway, but that's not available anywhere. Like it never was. There is an ongoing inquest into the death of that man, It's interesting. I think Jenny Jones, what happened with Jenny Jones, it sounds like more recklessness. Like they didn't do their due, like a lack of due diligence, right? They didn't look into the people that they had on and look far enough into their mental state. You could say that is probably the same case as what happened with Jeremy Kyle, but also Jeremy Kyle, like, really goes in on people when he thinks they're in the wrong, or when the storyline is that they're in the wrong, like, he's really not, I mean, he's British, so he's really not shy to be like, you are a piece of shit, so yeah, probably a combination of recklessness and bullying, not great, anyway, (laughs) then, I realized I wasn't going to be able to do an episode on Jeremy Kyle. So then I tried to go on Steve Wilkos. Uh, Steve Wilkos is also not a 90s thing. I do have love in my heart for Steve Wilkos, but I tried to watch some of it, and I don't think it's going to make for a very good recap. Because Steve Wilkos just makes too much goddamn sense. Like, he is too good at, like, it's just not... It's not what we're here for. (laughs) Steve Wilkos is... Has value, I think in its own right, but I don't think it's really right for this podcast. Maybe I'll try again later, but also there was like a lot of yelling and like trying to make sense out of nonsense. So I don't know if we're going to get back into that, but instead we're going to drive right. <laughs> and I was so, cause it takes time. Like I, I do put a lot of time and effort into this podcast. I don't know if that really comes through or not, but I, I do put a lot of time and effort into doing this, and having watched, like, you know, half an episode of Jeremy Kyle, half an episode of Steve Wilkos, and not having anything to talk about did not <laughs> help my time situation over the course of this past week. So, I kind of got to the point where I pulled up Sally Jesse Raphael, Old Faithful. We know it's all in the 90s, we know it's all going to be the same type of trash. Um, nobody is going to take any lives of themselves or other people. So it feels okay. Um, I just picked the first one that came up. No idea what it's about. Right away, we're talking about abortion. I was like, fuck, this is not... Is not where I wanted to be this week, but actually it kind of turned out to be pretty fun. Like I I did end up spending a really long time taking notes, and I think it's probably gonna be a longer episode. It actually feels in a weird way. I thought I thought it would be such a downer, but honestly, it's kind of it feels good. Like righteous anger feels good at a certain point, right? Like there are some people in this episode that are outright assholes piece of shit garbage humans and it feels good to not feel bad about calling them that because I mean I guess over the past 30 years they could have changed obviously but as we're watching them they are terrible people and it feels good like it feels good when there's no gray area it's just one side or I guess like black and white but you know I'm on this side they're on the side of douchebaggery I, I can throw bombs <laughs> at that side. I don't feel bad about it. And it's like really true, I think, reality roots. Like a lot of this was kind of giving me shades of Teen Mom. Not exactly, none of these people were as compelling as the people on Teen Mom. But I see, you know, this was on the path of how we all collectively got to an MTV 16 and pregnant. And that's two teen moms. So it feels good. feels good in a way. I think it's going to be a good one. I definitely have a terrible feeling. It's going to be definitely over an hour and a half. <laughs> so we'll see. I'll do my best. Of course, I just started with like a 10-minute intro, and I haven't even talked about anything yet. So that's on me, guys. Sorry. I'm gonna do my best, but I hope you enjoy it. I definitely had fun watching this. Like, I had Audible as I was watching it, not while I was taking notes, but as I was watching it the first time, there were so many times where I was like, what? And I was like, oh my god, what the fuck? So, I I think it'll be okay. So, the episode that we ended up with this week, Sally, Jesse, Raphael, circa think based on stuff that we'll see in the episode, it's like 1995, maybe 1996, titled He Dumped Me When I Got Pregnant. I want you to know that that is written not just at the beginning, but every time we come back from commercial break, we see that title. It is in the shittiest font you <laughs> have ever seen. It's all, yeah, like all the words are yellow, except for pregnant, which is alternating blue and pink lettering, I guess, like a baby. And then, but then like the end quotes, cause like <laughs> there's also quotes around the title for some reason, like the end quotes are also in yellow. It just looks so bad. It looked like a seven year old did their graphic design. I know graphic design in 1990. Five to ninety six was not what it is now, but I I, I think Sally let her knees do this. It was pretty bad. Sally is wearing like this cute little power suit. She actually looks really good. Sally looks the best that I've seen her look. Um, at least in these few that I've recapped more recently, she's got her iconic glasses on, and her hair is so fluffy looking I want to touch it so bad (laughs) I don't know how you get your hair like that I don't know if it would look good today like if I saw somebody walking around like that it looks styled that's for sure like I think there's probably a lot of like mousse going on in there I feel like mousse was very popular as a hair product at the time uh but it looked good I can't I don't know it looked good I just wanted to touch it like it had a lot of volume and it was kind of curly I don't know. It looked cool. I liked it. The first, uh, I guess couple family. The, the, I don't know where I know. I wasn't going to call them cases, but I thought feels wrong. The first mm, case, <laughs> I don't know if, you, if you think of a better word for that, like you email me realityrootspod at gmail.com and I will change it right now because I never know how to say that. Our first case Diane is 36 she has three children she's in the process of a divorce and last year she met a guy named Rick they, it started out great she says but now it's a nightmare she's pregnant and he says if she keeps the baby he'll leave her and if she gives the baby up he will stay because he's a piece of shit rick looks like an asshole if if i was just walking down the street and i saw this guy i'd be like oh i bet that guy's a dick i know i know i have watched it twice and it's the second watch that i'm taking notes so maybe maybe my opinion was kind of colored by what we're gonna see out of rick coming up but rick looks to me he looks like a piece of shit he's wearing like a suit and tie. I'm okay. I also want to say I'm thirty five, and Diane is apparently thirty six, and Diane looks no less than ten years older than me. Everybody in this episode looks so old. <laughs> no wonder. I feel like when I was a kid, I was like, "Oh, thirty five is like so old," and then I got older, and I was like, "Oh, that's like why you know why did I think that thirty five is not that old." And then when I look at these, I'm like, oh, that's (laughs) why. It's because you dressed so old (laughs) when I was a kid and people were 35. They dress like grandmas for some reason. There are zero layers in Diane's hair. She's got this heavy bang that's like an inch too short. (laughs) She's got a weird part going on and she's got like 30, She's has like a 30% triangle hair, it's not like a full-on triangle hair, but it's heading in that direction, I shouldn't really shit on Diane, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about Diane, but Diane has three children already, they are 10, 9, and 6, and I gotta say, 10, 9, and 6, you're probably hanging up <laughs> your hat, you're probably, like, I don't know. I don't know. When your youngest gets to six I feel like that's when you know you're done. <laughs> if you don't have any more after that. Maybe that's just me. I'm not saying every family's like that. I'm just I, I I think it's probably pretty common if your youngest is six to feel like you're done. Maybe I'm not you're all you're not always done. You get bonus babies and stuff like that, but it's a lot to like start anew at that point. She had moved to a new area, I guess, with her kids, so she went on telephone dates and met Rick. They went to a country club for their first date, and on the phone, before they had met, he said, if you're fat, I'm not going to go out with you. <laughs> so, you know, he's a good guy. She told him she was proportionate. Diane, you don't have to <laughs> just hang up, please. So much of this could have, but this is the root cause. This is the TSN turning point of this whole story is when Diane chose not to hang up on the guy who said he, if, if she was fat, he wouldn't go out with her. Oh, we could have avoided this whole fucking segment. When he first did meet her, he said he saw her in the doorway and quote, couldn't even see through her. So he left. (laughs) I don't know if he thought he was going out with, like, uh, oh, what are those? Oh, I ruined my own joke, because I don't know superheroes enough. Um, Invisible Girl. (laughs) she From the Fantastic Four. I don't know who he thought he was going out with, like, or Harry Potter. (laughs) Maybe with an invisibility Club, Couldn't even see through her. I think he must have meant, like, he couldn't see through the door, like, past her. Like, she took up the whole door. It's still shitty, but I don't know. It makes no fucking sense. Uh, Diane and Rick are on a split screen, and the whole time she's telling all of us this, or telling us all this, uh, he's nodding along <laughs> like the asshole he is. Uh, she said, okay, like, that's fine. We'll just each go our own way. That's it's good. Sally <laughs> was also uh not an idiot and knows about like self-esteem and self-worth and stuff says uh you don't think a man who says that is (laughs) she doesn't even finish the sentence the audience is all cheering sally's like why did you sleep with him (laughs) why didn't you use birth control this is kind of fair. Sometimes it's like, it's like that show, I didn't know I was pregnant. Sometimes you watch that and you're like, you're a fucking idiot. But sometimes you're like, okay, fair enough. Like it's you know, people who are like, oh, I had my period the whole time. I wasn't showing. I remember one girl on that show saying that she actually lost weight over the course of her, over, like her pregnancy. She didn't know she was pregnant. Um, this is kind of like, one of those cases where, like, she's, like, I had my tubes tied (laughs) six years ago, um, that kind of, that tracks, actually, because she said her youngest is six, and I know a lot of times they do that, like, they'll do it, if you're having a baby, and you're, like, this is my last baby, then they'll go in and do it kind of while you're, or, like, just after you've given birth, or I guess they'll plan a c-section, and then go in and kind of tie it up while they're in there, instead of (laughs) making two trips, (laughs) um, especially in the states it's probably cheaper because I'm sure there's a lot of fees that are like per surgery. Anyway, so uh she had her tubes tied. She took the steps. <laughs> to me that's right. Like to me having your tubes tied is birth control. So I feel like that counts as like Diane was on birth control to the best of her knowledge. Diane says she had a lot of problems with her last pregnancy and that's why she decided... Oh, and also she decided she didn't want to have kids over 30. She was done. Understandable. Sally asks, why no birth control? Again, to me, having your tubes tied does count as birth control. I don't know why... I don't know why... I don't know why nobody on this show (laughs) seems to agree with me, but... uh, If Okay, well, up front, (laughs) if I had my tubes tied, I don't think I would take extra precautions. Maybe Maybe that's wrong. I know it's not, I don't know. Okay, I know it's not 100%. Diane also, I don't know. Diane says she told him up front that she got her tubes tied, but nothing is 100%. So if he wants to take extra precaution, he can do so. So he didn't use anything. Again, I don't know. I don't, I can't really hate on them for that. I feel like that is taking the steps. (laughs) If you got your tubes tied, you took the most step, (laughs) the biggest step that you could take. Anyway, Sally asks, what happened when you told him you were pregnant? Diane says, he said, regardless, if she has the baby, giving it up for adoption is worse than keeping it. But she can, quote, get rid of it now, end quote, and that's fine. He thinks that's the best option, would be an abortion. And so I guess, okay, I guess if you're Rick, option A, like, first choice, abortion. Second choice, raising a child. Third choice, adoption. I don't know why I don't don't agree with that logic at all. But that's, I guess, what I take away from this is where Rick is. Sally's like, whoa, wait, so he wants you to have an abortion? Diane's like, yes. Sally's like, what month are you in with your pregnancy? She's like, oh, I'm just beginning my fourth month. Collectively, everyone, myself, this is one of the moments where I was like, what the fuck? Like, uh, Rick? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) We don't. No. When? No. (laughs) Oh my god. What a fucking shit for brains loser Rick is. Sally is, like, (laughs) just as... Everyone, again, I feel correct in the sense that a lot of other people, (laughs) including Sally, are like, what the fuck? Sally's like, oh, does he know anything about babies at all? (laughs) Diane's like, yeah, he has two other kids. Sally's like, very specifically, she's like, and does he know what the terms are of an abortion? (laughs) What are you talking about, Rick? You're an asshole and... You have actual shit for brains. Dan's like, no, this, but Diane also doesn't make any sense. Cause Diane literally, I'm not, I hope you guys know, I'm not skipping stuff. Like this is like a shot for shot of this conversation. Sally says, do you, does he know what the terms are of an abortion? Diane says, no, he's got two and he didn't really want them either at first. So he doesn't really know about, like <laughs> Sally's like, no, I'm asking him. About how much he knows about okay you know what let's just bring him out and find out what he knows I just want to pause and say hey Rick get a fucking vasectomy you dipshit like if you have two kids and you're not into it get a vasectomy like <laughs> what <sighs> That it really pisses me off like it's a lot more invasive to have your tubes tied than to get a vasectomy I would never advocate like if someone was unsure, should I get a vasectomy or not? I wouldn't really advocate for a vasectomy. But if... Like, in Rick's case... First of all, he's an asshole, so don't... Let's not spread that if we can help it. Second of all, you are upfront saying you know you don't want more kids. If you're confident about that, then you should get a vasectomy. Especially if this is how you're going to act in the case of an accident, right? Like, if, if you don't want to get a vasectomy, you don't want more kids okay but then you have to be better you have to be better if it happens right Sally yeah anyway I don't know everyone boos as Rick comes out onto stage it kind of felt like Panto for a bit like I said because he's so bad it's so easy to be like you're a piece of shit (laughs) the audience feels the same way Sally's like Rick at what point can a woman safely have an abortion Rick Looks up, like, a teenager? Like, he physically lifts his eyes up to the ceiling. He's like, uh, I don't know. (laughs) I was thinking, like, what, like, 20, 24 weeks? Three months? Sally's like, three months is how many weeks, Rick? (laughs) Rick counts it in, like, he counts it out loud. Like, I I guess, like, in his head. But he's like, uh, six, 12, 12, 12 weeks? (laughs) Sally's like, right, well, she's in her 16th week, so no like, oh my god Rick's like well I told her from the beginning to have an abortion she has her three I have two we don't need any more kids it's ridiculous and I'm not saying that that's not a valid though unpleasant point of view but it's too late like why are we talking about this Rick why are you so stupid why is this even a it's not an option now it was never an option I don't know when Roe v. Wade was I'm guessing that abortion was legal in the united states at this point but it is it was never illegal i'm sure to have an abortion at four months that's like that's late if it was then i don't i don't know i don't agree with that that's that's too late like that is too late (laughs) four months is too late so why why are we talking about it rick like okay you wanted it it didn't happen for, for for all these guys that are telling women to, like, move on, they are the ones that need to move on. Diane says, like, I don't want any more children either. <laughs> but the fact is, it's here. Like, Sally's like, what do you want her to do? <laughs> Rick's like, well, I guess she can keep it and take care of it herself. The audience looks outraged. I looked outraged. Diane is laughing. Like, Diane, that's what is... Uh, and a weird weird I know that Rick <laughs> suggested Diane have like a midterm abortion but that's not even the f- most fucked up part of this is that Diane is laughing like like Rick is being precocious or like if I don't know if I was out with my husband and he was like making an inappropriate joke and it was awkward and I was trying to like laugh through it I guess but like He okay, but he just said something really fucked up to you. Like that's not the you don't don't be laughing, Diane. Sally asks Rick, "Why didn't you use protection?" Rick is like, "She told me she was safe after six years, and I didn't use protection, and I come up with a baby, and it's mine. I don't think so. I think she lied to me." An audience member first of all, she, she's not wrong. I'm not, she's, what she says isn't incorrect, but she looks terrible. This audience member, she's got this purple sweater on. Don't wear purple. Um, she has these like awful thin eyebrows that are like the wrong shape and they're too thin. I know that was a 90s thing. I'm not one to talk. My eyebrows are really thin, but like, they were the wrong shape. <laughs> they were the wrong shape for her face. Like, kind of like surprised face eyebrows. <laughs> she had the big tinted glasses. She's like, You're a snake. <laughs> Everyone's like, Yes. And she's like, You're a snake, a slug. And then she makes like a hand motion or like a, I don't know, what you call it, like a hand signal that is like, It's this, it's, it's the, shape I would make my hand if I was telling someone about somebody else's really small dick <laughs> like that's what it is I think she means like a slug like a small slug but it's definitely like the motion the universal hand signal for small dick is what she's making and I I hope that was like a subtle dick Greg is like and what are you and she goes off, she's like, me, what am I? Let me tell you what I am, okay? I got married at 19, very happily married for 26 years. I have three beautiful kids. He's yelling over her, but I don't even give a fuck what he's saying to try to, like, figure out what he's talking about. And then the audience member closes this with saying, and maybe it's your mom should have had the abortion with you. I was like, whoa, that... <laughs> That escalated quickly. She went, just to go over that without interrupting myself, what she said was, me, what am I? Let me tell you what I am. I got married at 19, very happily married for 26 years. I have three beautiful kids. Maybe your mom should have aborted you. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa, that took a turn. But she gets a standing ovation. A new audience member stands up to say, well, what's going to happen when these kids are born? It's going to be an even bigger mess than it is now. I went, okay, I shouldn't put this earlier, maybe. But uh, when this guy stood up and started talking, I was like, I think I've seen this guy before. Like I know this guy, <laughs> and I was kind of trying to think like, is is he just like a like an audience member? Is this what he does? And maybe I've just by chance seen him in another episode of one of these talk shows. And then I realized, no, it's because he looks like and is styled like james from showgirls with commentary uh sidebar i really recommend you watch uh, showgirls with commentary it is of the same time and it is such a hot mess don't don't watch it without the concate. Okay, what you need to do is you need to get the vip edition and you need to turn the commentary track on it it turns the movie into a, one of the most fantastic comedies of all times. I've seen it literally over a hundred times easily. I could quote it off by heart, but there's honestly a lot of lines in Showgirls that the commentator talks over that I've never even heard <laughs> before <laughs> because I only love Showgirls with commentary. No commentary, garbage. With commentary, timeless piece of art. I, anyway... This audience member looks like James from Showgirls. I guess James looks the same. Whether you're watching the commentary or not. So that was kind of stupid. Not only was my story just now pointless. But also I thought his comment was kind of pointless. But Sally tells us. This gentleman really. Like as I was writing that. Sally's like this gentleman has a really good point. (laughs) I was like okay. I guess I missed it. Or I missed the point. But Sally thought it was good. Sally drives home this point to Rick like even if you told her before to have an abortion what do you want her to do now (laughs) now that it is not an option why didn't you use protection if the same thing happened with your first wife even if it's one in a million whatever so I'm assuming that I he was that's something he was yelling about while I wasn't giving a fuck to try to make out his words over the other person talking because I didn't really hear that but apparently Rick's ex wife uh with whom he has two kids, had her tubes tied, and she also got pregnant so this is not fucking news to you, Rick like that i do I, okay me personally I would see tubes tied as birth control but uh <laughs> Rick, if this happened to you before, then you should be smarter than I am <laughs> me hillary in twenty twenty three I don't know Rick is just like oh she knew my plan from the start Sally's like but why no protection Rick's like she told me her tubes were tied and Sally's like your wife had her tubes tied and she also got pregnant though so you knew it could happen Rick is Rick responds again this is a blow-by-bill this, like, this isn't me like me just making it weird Rick responds to that by saying that was six years ago she had her tubes tied okay. Like (laughs) Rick has completely lost the conversational thread. Rick is like, she hasn't slept with anyone else. And it comes up that I'm the one that gets her pregnant. I don't think so. How do I even know it was me? Diane is like still laughing. She's like, it's first Sally. This is like, (laughs) this is more upsetting than all the talk of like a midterm abortion. Sally says, Sally asks Diane if she loves Rick. And Diane says, yes, I love him and I think he loves me and I think he loves this baby even though he, and then we don't even hear what she says because the audience is going fucking nuts because this is the most ridiculous shit. Sally, or sorry, Rick is like, no, I don't. (laughs) I'm talking about the baby, I guess, but like, he's like, no, I really don't love this baby. She's like, yes, you do. How does it go when we go to the doctor's office? Like. I mean, I don't know, it looks like he doesn't love the baby to me, I think that's pretty clear, but I don't know if Diane's, like, living on planet Earth right now. Sally asks Rick directly, do you love Diane? And there's, like, this (laughs) silence that goes on, too long for the answer to possibly be yes anyway, but it's not anyway, he's like, I don't know, no, 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 I don't. Sally's like you tell her you look at her you tell her you don't love her <laughs> like, Sally I, I don't know I'm not saying it's not needed right now because again Diane I don't know what planet like she's laughing I don't feel like she's getting it <laughs> so maybe Sally's trying to help her get it but that seems really harsh Rick looks at her directly and says I don't love you and Diane is like, and I think you do. Like, Diane, no. Like, he's telling you. If someone tells you they don't love you, you can walk away. Like, I again, my love language is words of affirmation. So if someone tells me they tells me with their words, I don't love you, okay, well, I'm good. Like, we're done then. That's it. No follow-up. There's no retort to that. <laughs> I don't know. Diane might. I have, I've written she might be done, but I don't think she's. I don't know if she's dumb or she's just like you know maybe after she has the baby and like a year after that maybe she looks back and she's like oh I was being really dumb but like you're being really dumb or you have no self-esteem one of the two audience member okay but this was weird (laughs) <laughs> audience members like how can you say you don't love her if you slept with her like you just sleep with people you don't even love <laughs> like, uh yeah bitch <laughs> like, a lot of people do that I don't know. <laughs> it's such a like weird topic is that all these audience members are coming at it from wildly different directions I don't know where Sally got these people like from a convent like yeah I guess it happens a lot that people have sex and they don't love each other FYI, audience member, if you didn't know that, know that. An audience member, a different one, uh, stands up and says, basically, I I paraphrase this, but I don't know, she basically said, you said you wouldn't date her if she was fat? Look at you, you look shit. <laughs> um, Rick gets up and shows off his dad bod? Like, Rick has dad bod. Not bad, but just, I don't know if it's like a show it off to show someone you look good type of physique he accuses the audience member of having a big ass and then he like lifts up his suit jacket and sticks out his butt and shakes it so i guess so we know what an ass is (laughs) maybe he's making fun of her ass rick's an asshole diane (laughs) oh diane just gets worse guys diane gives rick a picture of the ultrasound Rick takes it, and he looks at it for, like, for a minute, and honestly, I'm not, like, a face reader, (laughs) I guess, but he actually does look moved, or, like, he looks like he's having thoughts anyway while he's looking at it, and then he, like, kind of tosses it back to him. He's like, it doesn't even look like me (laughs) Like a four-month-old ultrasound. If there's somebody listening to this that doesn't know, like a four-month baby, like a not a baby, but like a four-month fetus, it's not. It's not a baby. Like it doesn't even have all its bones or all its pieces yet. Like even when babies come out, like you can't really go on like oh it doesn't even look like me. Like my son looked nothing like me when he was born. No, he looks so much like me, but when they're fetuses? Like, no, fetuses don't even look like human beings, let alone look like their parents. (laughs) Idiot. An audience member, another one. I don't know how they keep even going with this, but he's like, the audience member's like, you see that that's a child and you want to kill that child, but do you actually... This is, again, I had to to rewind eight times, probably more than that, to get every word because I couldn't figure it out. They say, you see that that's a child and you want her to kill that child. Okay, I'm with you. Not with you, but I'm with you on, like, I understand your train of thought. But then she says, but do you actually, if he says, if you got rid of it, you'd want him just because you got rid of it? Okay, I have literally no idea what the fuck that means. (laughs) Again, if somebody knows, holla at me, but I don't, I could not make any sense of that at all. Diane, I guess, did because she says no, she wants the baby. She just would like him to be there also. An audience member who looks very hip for the time. I gotta say, he was like, his fashion for 1996 was like on point uh part of it was like this nautica sweater which kind of took me back to when nautica was a thing it had this like uh, this hat i don't know how else to describe it other than what i would call like a golfer's hat but it looked cool like the look was cool it dated it was dated as fuck but it was cool for the time that he says there's a big difference between having a baby and being a father now you're talking about taking a human life this is not a game this is a human life and y'all don't seem to get it if you're responsible enough to fuck you should he didn't say fuck but i said fuck if you're responsible enough to fuck you should be responsible enough to take care of your children and sally like everyone's cheering uh, he's like, how old are you? And his member's like, I'm 17 years old and you're 36. How do I know that? And you don't mic drop. <laughs> like he just, I don't think, I don't know if I expressed it good enough, but it was really like a mic drop moment and he didn't drop the mic, but he like passed it back to, uh, to Sally with sass and sat back down. So it was effectively a mic drop moment. Sally's, Sally's like, Rick, she's going to have a baby. Like, that's, that's where we are, right? Will you be a part of that baby's life or not? Rick's like, nope. Sally throws it to a commercial break. There's a shit ton of booing (laughs) as we, as we go to commercial break. Boo, boo, boo. Everyone's pissed. I want you guys to know that the point that we're at in this episode the notes thus far. I remember looking, being like, "Oh my god, where am I in this episode?" Because I've been taking notes for an hour, and I was ten minutes into this forty-minute episode, <laughs> and now I'm forty minutes into talking, and it's we've gotten through a quarter of the episode. <laughs> so sorry, guys. It's just there's a lot here. Actually, I'm not sorry because this is all content, right? So, is what it is. Sally, when we come back from that commercial break, anyway, Sally. Is backstage. She does a sassy little hair flip. <laughs> Made me laugh. I don't know why she. It wasn't really a sassy moment. She just like she's like I'm standing backstage. <laughs> I flipped her hair. <laughs> it was so weird. Um, but anyway, she's standing backstage with Kelly and her mother Kathy. Kelly is 19 years old and is dressed and styled like she is 49. (laughs) She looks terrible. She looks older than me now. It is impossible to believe that that girl is 19 years old. Anyway, she's seven and a half months pregnant. She says her fiancé, Ron, who I will refer to as Ran, (laughs) because Jersey Shore, uh, dumped her. When he found out she was pregnant, and she blames his meddling mom, Teresa. Okay, so just to be clear, so we have Kelly, who's pregnant, her mom, Kathy. We have Ron, the baby daddy, and I don't like saying baby daddy, but I don't know another way to say it, so baby daddy, and his mom, Teresa. Kelly and her her mom looks terrible too, it's just Kelly's more noticeable because apparently we're told she's 19 years old her mom looks frumpy as fuck too like they both they're just they look really frumpy and her her mom's eyebrows are weird I can't I should stop coming for people's eyebrows Sally says well Ron and Teresa have a different story they say you're so manipulative that they insisted on being out on stage before you so now we go out on stage to meet them I think their request to be out on stage first was more about controlling the narrative and telling their story first, rather than like physically being located on stage first. <laughs> like Sally, you still talked to Kelly and Kathy first, though. I don't think I don't think they cared about where they were sitting. I think they just wanted to. I'm not saying they like they they were right or that Sally should have pandered to that, but I don't I don't think. Sally's like, oh, okay, you want to be on stage first? No problem. And then she goes out and just talks to the other people first anyway. I don't know. Maybe that's like a fun passive move, passive-aggressive move on <laughs> Sally's part. Or maybe, I don't know what happened there. Ron has like a really douchey mustache and a goatee. He has an aggressive middle part. His hair is like that crunchy gel of the day. He's got this horrible grayscale, like stripy collared shirt but the pockets are out of like so the okay so the stripes go vertical but then the pockets are set at like a 45 degree angle he looks terrible that part was really it any any shirt would have made it hard to come back from that part (laughs) uh sally confirms with ronnie he's like she's like so you were engaged before she got pregnant yes Sally asks Ron if it's true he said that he thought she was trying to trap him with a baby. (laughs) As I wrote that, I was like... That would be like trap via baby. Like using the baby as a trap, not trapped together with a baby. (laughs) That's a different situation. Ronnie says two words and is immediately interrupted by his mom. Who says it's because she was losing control. And I don't even... Like she's accusing... I don't even know she's a cute she's saying this is kelly's fault because kelly was losing control i don't even i don't know what that means sally says that she's been told <clears throat> that part of the problem is her interfering in the relationship and she's like no it's kathy <laughs> like it's the other mom so you can tell this is gonna be this would have been a good i mean i guess <laughs> kelly is um allegedly 19 years old but this actually would have made for like a good teen mom or a good 16 and pregnant the way these moms fight not a good situation but um it kind of I don't know it would make for better tv I think on a different platform but there's a lot of drama here anyway no shortage of that Kelly and Kathy come out on stage. Kathy looks fucking pissed. She, like, stares these two down. Like, she just, like, does that weird thing. She just, like, sits down but will not stop staring at them. Like, (laughs) like, um, she said some stuff and then she calls Teresa a meddling bitch. And Kathy has a real Kathy way of hitting bitch, like, (laughs) real hard and clearly. The audience member... Or, sorry, the audience cheers, and we just see them for a quick second, but I see that one of them is raising the roof, (laughs) so they must have really felt that. The moms fight literally across Ronnie's face, so, like, sitting, so left to right, how they're sitting is Kelly, the alleged 19-year-old, Kathy, her mom, Ron, and then Teresa, And Kathy and Ron are, or sorry, Kathy and Teresa are screaming at each other, but Ron is sitting between them and they're both like waving their fingers at each other. It's literally in Ron's face. I can't imagine what that moment was like for Ron. Maybe it's normal if this is, it seems like maybe this is how it's been for a while. I don't know. They're like fighting across his face or calling each other bitches or raising fists at each other. It's like, this is where it kind of stops being good for entertainment because I really don't fucking know what they're talking about. They're just like screaming at each other and it's all like petty shit that we don't know about as the audience, you know what I mean? That would just take too long to explain (laughs) to us because we don't, it's just the petty, it's it's too detailed of like bullshit. Sally steps in and asks both of the moms to pipe down. Uh she's like, well, you are obviously the problem. <laughs> Clear. Sally asks Kelly directly. Kelly. And she's like, mom's no talk. Mom's no talk. No talking. Kelly, what's going on? Kelly seems unprepared <laughs> to answer a question. Probably she's never had to answer a fucking question in her life if this is how her mom has always been. She says, she takes a second and then she's like, well, we were in love. I don't know what happened. I think it's Teresa's fault. Teresa butts right in and they start getting into it. But Sally like cuts it off. She's like, nope, 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 nope. Moms, no talk. No talk. No talking, moms. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Sally wanted, if she, Sally's a mom too. She probably wanted to just be like, <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> no. Uh, Sally asks Ran, Ranny, if he's in love with Kelly, he says no and he thinks that from the beginning it was infatuation, which it probably was because they're teenagers. teenager. I don't know how old Ron is, but if she, Kelly's 19, I fucking hope he's not far off from that because we can't assume that. He looks pretty young. I mean, they, again, they all look like they're dressed like they're 45, but I mean, fuck, if Kelly's 19, he's got to be in that range. I don't know can't judge that anyway the moms are just fighting like it's just too much kelly's mom is way too much they are both you can tell from what like from what they're talking about they're both too involved in each other's children's lives like, cause you know what I mean? They're coming out. They're like, well, Ron couldn't even talk to you about that. I don't know if it was that, but you know what I mean? Kelly's going in on Teresa for stuff that Ron has communicated to her about his relationship with Teresa or things that have happened in their family. Like it's just too much. This is not your job, Kelly. (laughs) Worry about yourself. (laughs) Kelly's mom says he did want the baby at first he was so attentive he was over there like rubbing her belly when she was when kelly was two months pregnant she was like oh how's my baby or he was like oh how's my baby ronnie now denies being the father entirely (laughs) kelly's mom says she's like that's ridiculous and then she's like kelly the guy she dated before was a black guy Okay, like, I don't know what that has to do with anything. I guess she means, like, we're gonna go real fucking soon. <laughs> if it was yours or her previous exes. But, like, Kathy, you know there's other people in the world, right? <laughs> like, I don't know, Kelly. Maybe maybe Kelly slept with 20 people. Like, I have no idea. We don't know that. And I feel like Kelly wouldn't have told her mom if that was the case either. Kelly says we were they were living together. they just moved in together. She got pregnant. And then suddenly he was like, oh, I need my car fixed. I gotta take it. And then he like took his, he went to his mom's. I guess he took his car to his mom's and he just never came home. Kathy is just up on her soap box. (laughs) She's pissed. I'm not saying I wouldn't also be pissed, (laughs) but I don't think this is the best way to handle it. I think Kathy's just too mad to like process things correctly. Ronnie's like, it probably might be my baby, but it might not be. Like we were broke, like the conception date that the doctors gave. um, Like we were broken up at that point. That just seems like two different stories. I don't know. Ronnie says he'll be in the baby's life, but not Kelly's. Okay, so fine. Like what? Okay, like. (laughs) If he says he's gonna be, it's not like that other dickhead Rick who's just like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Like, he's like, okay, I'll be there for the baby, but I don't wanna be with Kelly. But then, while that is like a difficult but workable situation, it seems like Teresa and Kathy can't just hold their shit together to like try to facilitate that happening. Like, they're just too mad about everything, I guess. I think I missed something because. Like, all of a sudden now we're yelling about some random who was in their apartment. Like, Ronnie found a random in their apartment. It's just too hard to follow. Like, it's I can't recap it because it's just, like, two people screaming at each other about shit that we don't, we're not in on. I don't know what that was about. Maybe Kelly had invited some homeless, or a person uh, experiencing homelessness, up to their apartment I don't, I don't, and Ronnie, I guess, thought that she was cheating. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I can't make heads or tails. But Kelly, like, now we're just It's like Sally's, like, okay, moms, the moms, we're gonna have a just a conversation now between Kelly and Ron. Go for it, Kelly. Kelly's like, well, what made you stop? This is again, this is normal, like, nineteen-year-old breakup shit. Kelly's like, well, what made you stop loving me all of a sudden? Ronnie's like, well, it was the shit leading up to it. Like, the way you were. Like, it, like to Ronnie, it seems like Kelly didn't think it was... Like, Kelly felt it was out of the blue. And Ronnie's like, no, I was unhappy for a while. And then we broke up. Kelly's like, I couldn't even have any friends when we were together. Ronnie's like, please, I had no friends. <laughs> and then Kelly's like, you had no friends because of yourself, Ron. <laughs> like, okay, well, Kelly, maybe you didn't have any friends because of yourself. Like, that's <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know, it's just stupid, like, teenage shit. And then we cut to commercial. Next case, as we will call it until... Until either I have a better idea of what to call it or somebody tells me. Um, Next up, Melissa and Doug. (laughs) First thing I wrote was, like, oh... Like, the toy company? <laughs> like, I don't know if anyone else has kids, but we have quite a few Melissa and Doug toys in our house. Um, it's a pretty good brand, I would say. Like, it's a lot of wooden toys trying to be eco-friendly. They It seems like they try to cut down on the waist. They're fine. Anyway, it's just... As, <laughs> Melissa and Doug. It's just so funny. Um, Melissa is four months pregnant. She says... That she was in a committed relationship with Doug. Doug says it was just a fling. She says he dumped her when she got pregnant. He says she's the one who betrayed him. We never get into how she betrayed him. <laughs> just spoiler alert, I don't know what I don't know why he'd say that. Doug has an ugly fucking beard. It's like, okay, I'm a beard fan too, so know that I'm coming into this predisposed to approve of beards <laughs> but this beard looks so shitty it's like a chin strap but it's way overgrown but it's also not overgrown enough like it's not like a duck dynasty long beard but it's not kent like it's not it doesn't look like it's been cut it just looks like it looks like he glued pubes to his face (laughs) like if I'm being honest like that's the level of um I don't know oh gosh I'm blanking on the word that's the level of grooming that went into it (laughs) it looks so bad So it's got to be longer or shorter. It can't be that. And he's got like this medium thickness mustache that doesn't connect to the beard. And his hair is also shaggy and shitty looking. And I think it looked like he had a bit of a mullet. Not like full mullet, but soft mullet. (laughs) Melissa, at first I wrote that she has this really nice necklace. And then I saw it closer and I was like, no, I don't like that. I thought it was like a pearl necklace with like tied into a knot and then at the bottom of the knot was this like teardrop shaped pearl but then when I saw it closer what I had thought was the knot was actually this like gold pendant and then the teardrop shaped pearl was kind of hanging off of it I didn't like it as I liked it when I thought it was a knot I didn't like it I didn't like the gold it looked cheap she's got other she looks fine she's got like this black blazer and a little white on underneath it Melissa says, at first, it was great. He said he cared about her. They saw each other all the time. Sally's like, okay, what's all the time? Because he said it was a fling. So, like, what do you mean by, like, all the time? And then Melissa's like, well, every time you left his wife. (laughs) Whoa, 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 Melissa. (laughs) It's not what we call a committed relationship. Like, she just said she felt they were in a committed relationship every time he left his wife <laughs> okay well that's not it <laughs> he kept telling her he was gonna get a divorce Doug and his other wife were separated Melissa says her and Doug dated for six months and Sally's like is six months long enough to be like in love like that like is, are every again kind of questioning like the validity of calling this a committed relationship like m- a lot of relationships after not all of them but a lot of relationships at the six months mark i, w- I don't know if i'd call them like committed relationships sally or sorry sally yeah she asked is, it, is this that long enough melissa's like yeah she says that doug said if she ever got pregnant they'd get married and now he doesn't want to talk to her And when she called him to tell him she was pregnant, at first he was like, oh, no, I had a vasectomy. And then, like, as part of the same conversation, he told her he has a low sperm count. (laughs) So, lies, probably, both of them, because those are two different. (laughs) I love it when people try to lie so hard that they'll give you, like, multiple lies (laughs) for the same thing. We were like, you just have to pick one and stick to it, Doug. This is not how you're gonna convince me Uh, Sally's like okay Melissa so what do you so what do you want like what do you want out of this Melissa says she just wants him in her baby's life I, I don't want him in my life she says I have two other children just want a dad for this baby so now Doug comes out Doug says oh no it's just a fling I like her as a person, but we were only together two times and she said she was on the pill. Melissa looks shocked. Like she, like her mouth is agape. Like she's like, how are you even lying like this? Like, she's like, it was way more than twice. Like she thinks that they were in a relationship for six months. So she's like, no, it was more than twice. She was like, we lived together for six months. And he's like, yeah, we lived together, but not like that. Like we were just like roommates. Uh, We were just friendly. And yeah, we only slept together twice. And then Sally, in like, I think it was shade, but nobody else reacted like it was. So I don't know if Sally was like, oh, it's gonna be shady and nobody else got it until I watched it 30 years later. That could happen, I guess. And Sally's like, does your wife know you're going through a divorce? (laughs) She didn't even correct herself. Like, I thought she misspoke, but she... I think that was her real question. Does your wife know you're going through divorce? Obviously, she doesn't trust him either, to tell the truth. Doug's like, yes, we are separated right now. Doug says, well, another person, another gentleman, he says, came to his brother, like Doug's brother, and told Doug's brother not to worry he said he slept with her the night before Doug did, and it's possible it's his baby. Melissa says it's a stalker. <laughs> this is like I have a stalker. This is my stalker, <laughs> which made me think of while you were sleeping. <laughs> Remember when Sandra Bullock's weird neighbor like just butts in to be like, "Yeah, I fuck her all the time," <laughs> like it's not true. It just makes everything more convoluted and more complicated. Or maybe it's true. I don't know. I, honestly, between the two of them, I'm going to trust Melissa over Doug. Because Doug seems to come up with a lot of different stories. <laughs> Melissa just seems to have the one. I mean, one plus the explanation of this other random guy. Sally's like, did you sleep with the stalker? And Melissa's like, no. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, Sally like gets her to confirm and clarify. She's like, so Doug's the only person you slept with since you had your last child she's like yes and then an audience member stands up to be like you know what though like it doesn't matter (laughs) actually none of this matters like it does not matter if it's a fling or a full-on relationship you're responsible enough to fuck you should be responsible enough to take care of this baby I don't know I'm question mark I guess like I don't know if hmm, I think we all know that happens a lot right (laughs) like very immature and irresponsible people have sex every day <laughs> babies are conceived in that way every day so i don't know if that argument really holds water but it is true that at this point like it doesn't it doesn't matter like what led up to this same as the same as Rick and Diane right it doesn't really matter how we got here we are here now and there's a baby coming The baby doesn't know about all your other bullshit. The baby's just going to be born and it's going to need people to take care of it and raise it. So really doesn't matter about how (laughs) the whys and wherefores we got here. Anyway, we cut to a commercial break at this point. Next up, we have Phyllis. Phyllis is a great name. I hope Phyllis comes back. Of course, we all think about the office when we hear the word Phyllis. I like Phyllis. I think that's a fun name. Phyllis is 30 years old she's six and a half months pregnant with her first child her and her husband she said I don't know she said her and her husband were trying for over a year to have a baby my notes auto-corrected to chili but like the country no a baby they tried for over a year to have a baby um, I just wanna point out that Phyllis has black hair that is kind of styled like Marge Simpson. It's not as tall, but I feel like it's about halfway there. It is frizzier than uh Marge Simpson. Just to give you a feel for what she looks like. She went to a fertility doctor because she had endometriosis. Um and then she even had gone to therapy because she felt so guilty that she was having difficulty getting pregnant. And then the moment she got pregnant, he fucked off and left forever, and he said he would only come back if she had an abortion. (laughs) So, pretty shitty fucking situation. He's not here, we're not going to meet him, so this is kind of just, this is um, just two women, Phyllis and then Sandra. They're not related to each other, they're just here to also tell us about their shitty situations. Sandra does a lot of the heavy lifting for, like, the rest of the episode in terms of talking, I guess, and making points and fighting. Sandra says she's pregnant with twins when her boyfriend left her. Sandra has the... Okay, she has a mullet, but I don't know. In 1996, I can't come for that, but... I mean, I can, but... I don't know. She's pregnant. or, Or, I don't know. She's not pregnant. I don't think she's pregnant. It sounds like she already had the babies, but anyway. Mullets are mullets, I guess, and they're back, so... I won't slam that too hard, but, uh, she has also like the biggest, fluffiest clump of bangs I've ever seen, (laughs) like glued to the top of her head. It looks not great. It's kind of like an eighties, I don't want to say throwback, kind of like pull through (laughs) she, again, maybe she didn't quite update that. Uh, she said she was on the pill, but the doctors, this is like, and I didn't know I was pregnant. Now we're getting into that territory again. She said she was on the pill. But the doctors were like adjusting her dosage because of migraines. So they'd taken it way down to try to see what an appropriate dosage would be for her and her body. So she bought condoms (laughs) and was like to her boyfriend, you need to use these now because the pill is probably not. We can't count on it right now, right? Because it's not, it's it's in progress. (laughs) It's not set right now. We know it's not going to work, right? But then she says that during sex he would take the condoms off, and I think we consider that assault now for good reason because don't that's a shitty thing to do. That's fucked up. He this guy then went away for basic training, which makes me feel really good to know that the army accepts shitty people like this, Sandra. <laughs> Says she's I don't know she gets a couple last year she kind of overplays her hand but she's like well, she was starting to show but she thought she had a tumor <laughs> the doctor did a sonogram and he was like oh there's two and she was like two tumors and he was like two babies she's like no there's there's two it's two tumors and he's like two babies. And Sandra was like, "No, no, no. There's two tumors. I can't have a baby. I already have a baby as a single mother." And the doctor's like, "Okay, well, you need to go figure this shit out." <laughs> like cause you got two babies in there. Sandra gave the father the sonogram picture and told him like we got two babies. I'm assuming when he came back from basic training. She did say how long. I think she said he was gone for six weeks. You know what? Maybe he was so shitty that he didn't even make it through basic training. I bet. I have a good feeling maybe that's what happened. Uh, he dropped the sonogram on the ground and stepped on it to walk away. And she says she was begging him. She does kind of... This is kind of like personal. I don't know. She like She does wipe away a tear. But she's like, no, don't leave me. Please don't leave me like this. Don't go... This is her telling us this, like, I'm not seeing it, but, um, and then he said, I don't know you, I don't want to be with you, and she didn't hear from him again until the day she gave birth. Then she tells us that the person she went to for support is the one he ended up marrying, and he brought her to the hospital to see the babies, that is tacky as fuck. Don't bring your new chick to your ex-chick's birth. Like, when someone's giving birth, we make them happy. And we try to do what they want done, at least for that, like, I mean, some births take more than 48 hours. But we'll call it, like, 24 to 48 hours. You get 24 to 48 hours that for everyone to say you're right and correct and try to make you happy. Because pushing a baby out of your body, by the way, is fucking difficult. So, regardless, like, that is tacky. Then she says that this guy's mother bought a bunch of presents for the baby because she had nothing. And he returned them and bought himself new clothes and took the new wifey out for steak dinners with the money. He's not here to defend himself, but that's shit, obviously. If he did that, that's shit. She says he hasn't given her one penny in child support. He's unemployed, so obviously the basic training didn't pan out. And he's married to a 17-year-old stripper. And at this point, I was like, wait, hold on. You went to support? (laughs) Like, you went to a 17-year-old stripper for support? (laughs) Because your boyfriend was treating... How old is Sandra? Like, again, I don't know how to judge this. Sandra doesn't look like she could be less than 30. Why is she hanging out with... Like, why is she hanging out with a 17-year-old stripper? Follow-up question are 17-year-olds allowed to be strippers? (laughs) Question mark. And then, yeah, follow-up question is, I thought he was in the army, so I guess now he's unemployed. It's cool. And she says, now this couple, they have a baby of their own, and they live on welfare. Next. (laughs) That's it. Um, Next, I guess this is the point-counterpoint section of the show. So, Sally's invited Daryl here. the counterpoint (laughs) such as it is that's a that's an uphill battle at best Daryl is a shithead who's been on here twice before in the role like for this same type of episode in the role of dad quote-unquote dad Daryl looks like a loser he has a troll face he has a shitty goatee he has tiny small little hands and he's got (laughs) this shirt that's like a I called it buffalo plaid, but I don't know if buffalo plaid is exclusive to, like, a red and black pattern, but it's that, like, big plaid, and it's in black and white, and it has, like, Tommy Hilfiger stitched onto the front of it in the middle (laughs) in big printed block letters, and I know Tommy Hilfiger was a cool brand at the time, but it looked fucking weird. Uh, he's been, this is his third time on the show. So the first appearance, I guess he was the same. He didn't want anything to do with his pregnant ex-girlfriend. Then he came back for an update because he got another girl pregnant with twins. (laughs) And when we're watching that flashback, it sounds like he had a third woman pregnant who was due at the same time, but maybe that was the same as the first ex-girlfriend. That was kind of unclear to me. We should he's only talking about three kids, so I don't I'm not clear I'm not really clear on that. Uh Sally says, Daryl, how could a man walk away from his child? <laughs> uh Daryl, that's a new I don't know, I'm pretty sure it's New Jersey. He's got a New Jersey accent. He's like, okay, all the guys are getting bashed up here. I use protection. She still got pregnant I walked out, I came back. (laughs) Daryl's, okay, okay, this is an uphill battle to begin with, to be on this side of the argument, but like, I don't know if Daryl was the one to climb it. Sandra starts yelling at him, (laughs) calling him out on his (laughs) douchebaggery. This is a moment. Daryl says, you just have to move on with your life like I did, Daryl, with twins? Move on how? She just got handed two five-ton bricks. And you're like, oh, she just has to keep going. She's <laughs> like, yeah, she does. But that's not the point. Like, obviously, we all have to keep moving forward. It's just that some asshole just made it next to impossible for her and then bounced. <laughs> like, that's, that's the problem. Daryl agrees to a point. He's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. The babies do suffer. The babies do suffer. But, yo... but yo you on your own now you got kids I'm on my own with kids out there that I gotta support Daryl not the same fucking thing is it because she has to take care of them all day every day and you have kids out there that you I guess have to pay child support for minimum not the same thing Phyllis says something else and then he's like okay well I'm having fun (laughs) what like daryl like you've missed the point they're not having fun like nobody else is having fun that's why they're pissed at you because now she has twins and a pre-existing child before that so fucking phyllis and i'm having fun Sandra's not having fun like nobody's having fun daryl glad you're having fun but nobody fucking cares daryl whines like he's what a whiny bitch And these are always the guys who are like, oh, you have to move on. You're just whining. No, Daryl, you're whining. Daryl is whining that everyone's blaming the guys for not using protection. But then he says, but them, they laid down on all fours. Daryl, it's not even possible. Laid down on all fours. Okay. Stupid point. Badly made. (laughs) Rick. uh, Rick is back. Rick just fucking throws his hat back in the ring. And says, if they were so worried, they should have put the condom on themselves. And someone in the audience says something. And he's like, shut up. Really hard. Rick's a fucking dick. There's an audience member. Oh, this is where it gets rough. This gets rough. An audience member stands up. He's like nearly in tears. He's, a, he's like, I'm so sad watching this. I've been married for two years. And I would do anything to have a baby. He says he's worked with, this is his words, because it's 90s words, but he says he's worked with, well, I don't want to say it. Okay. He says he works with, um, people like with children who have, uh, mental disabilities. Uh, he's been working with them for 20 years and he's like, I, he's just, he's just sad. Like it's sad. It must've been, I don't know why he came here, why he didn't leave. (laughs) I guess I'm happy to have his input, but Oh, don't do this to yourself, buddy. He said, he's like, oh, I'd pay a hundred thousand dollars to have a baby if I could. He's like, Debbie, I love you. He's like, I'm thirty nine years old. Sally's like, should I give him a hug? I'll give him a hug. Like he's upset. I don't know. Sally hugs him. He says he spent ten thousand. He's like, I spent ten thousand dollars already to try to get a baby. Like it's nothing. He's like, I'm so scared to adopt in the U. S. in case they take the baby away. I'm trying to get one from China. The struggle is so real. This guy's really sad. He's like begging and pleading with god for one child he's like please god if i could just have one child just one child before i die like that's all i want it's like the work like not a, i don't know it's a juxtaposition relative to what we're seeing on stage that's for sure it's like sad i don't know sally does give him kind of his space and his time to talk um, but it's very depressing and then and then, <laughs> get like, a hard turn. This audience member should have just, he should have just stood up and sat down. Because, like, that's hard to follow anyway. But this guy comes in, he's like, I'm 24 years old. My girlfriend is right here. And this is, like, quote. If she, God forbid, ever got pregnant, i do the right thing. I buy condoms, blah, blah, blah. God forbid. It's That's a hard follow-up when we're coming off the last guy who was literally just begging God for the exact thing that you are saying, God forbid. That's, that's tough. You should have just sat down. But he does, uh, capitalize on his moment to tell Rick to go back under whatever rock he fucking crawled out from under. So fair enough, I guess. And then we cut to a commercial. When we come back from the commercial, Sally is standing in the audience with Shannon, Shannon's mom Phyllis, and her dad Richard, they're holding a nine-month-old baby, but they're in the audience, not on the stage. Okay, according, I think I think it's Sally who says this. She's um, tells us that this baby daddy, or like Shannon's baby daddy, said he was done with his ex, and then right after the baby came, he went right back to the ex. That might have been Shannon told us that. I don't know. Phyllis, her mom, that's the second Phyllis of this outfit this outfit of this um episode which is kind of fun says she doesn't think her daughter will ever trust men again the dad was supposed to be on the show with them today but he backed out like the coward he obviously is that's my words not hers <laughs> phyllis's mom phyllis's mom it's weird she's like she's never gonna trust men this is the man she lost her virginity to and i was like mm, i don't I believe that if Shannon told us that. I don't, I think it's weird that your mom says that. Like, I don't think you can really trust that your kid would tell you the truth about that, to be honest, but okay. And then Sally goes full on Liam Neeson. She looks straight into the camera and she's like, I want this guy to know. We know who you are. We are going to follow up. We are going to make sure you take responsibility for this baby <laughs> Like off to the side. She's like, you give us all the facts and figures. We'll make it happen. Um, how Sally, like on whose authority? Like, <laughs> like Sally made it seem like she was going to personally hunt this guy down and just like, twist his balls or something until he agreed to like t- take, take responsibility for the baby or paid child support or something. It's like, I don't know. I wonder what the follow-through on that was. I bet not great. Now we have a relationship expert. That's what Sally tells us. When we have a relationship expert, Dr. Ginger Grand Canolo. Her title, when they put it up on the screen, is um, ed.d, which, like... <laughs> kind of like not a PhD I guess it's like a doctor I looked it up it's a doctor of education she does kind of look like a principal I don't know how having a doctorate of education makes you a relationship expert but okay Sally says well how do we get these women past this I don't know I don't I don't hate Dr. Ginger but I just I don't know like what any of it's not Dr. Ginger's fault really it's just that like what advice is she supposed to give these people in the next like six minutes (laughs) that's gonna make a fucking difference or like that they haven't already heard I always find this part of the show kind of pointless but anyway so she's like well like look at look at that nine-month-old baby look at like the gift of knowing you did right by your child choices have been made here the choices made are gonna make a mess on a mess on a mess because it doesn't just affect mom and dad's life these are actual like these are babies lives these are babies actual lives babies are humans (laughs) like so when you're being shitty like you're not being shitty to your ex you're being shitty to another human who is at this point anyway completely innocent because they haven't even been born yet And then she brings it back. This always gets a cheer. And I feel like, I feel like people don't throw this up as much anymore at this point in the world, but it seems like it keeps coming up in these nights. People must've been real fucking worried about taxes in the nineties because like, she's like, and it affects all of us as taxpayers, which like, I guess it does. It does affect everyone. Like it, it does, but it seems like you're just, it seems like a reach. It seems like a reach anyway. To bring it up as a point. And she says, like, okay, I don't agree, or I don't disagree with any of this. She's just like, someday this, like, if you do your best and you don't impede a relationship between your kid and their father, and the father just doesn't show up and shits the bed, like, at some point, this kid is going to find the father themselves <laughs> when they grow up. And it's going to be a lot harder for these dickheads to say no to their child, children's, like, grown-up faces than it is to say no to a sonogram, right? It's easy to look at a picture of a sonogram, which Rick said didn't even look like him, but doesn't even, you know, look like a human. Yeah, like, it's easier to say no to a sonogram than it is to say no to, like, a real-life person, which that sonogram will eventually be. It's true, it's true. Um, she says... She says, okay, I thought this was interesting, she, I, but then I also, I don't know if it does or not. <laughs> Initially I did. She says a decision about a child can never be selfish. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. A decision about a child can never be selfish. Like you, you can. Look at Farrah Abrams. Like, Farrah Abrams from Teen Mom makes selfish decisions. Basically 100% of the time that she's making parenting decisions. So I don't know if that's true. And then she's like, she didn't say it takes a village, but it was something, it was like, oh, and the village, I don't know. It takes a village basically. And then Sally's like, yeah, just like Hillary Rodden Clinton says. (laughs) Whoa, what a reference. And she goes out, like she closes on that. Like she not closes the episode, but she cuts to a commercial break on that. Just like Hillary Rodham Clinton, so, okay. Um, Diane and Richard. Now she's like Ginger. I want you to talk to each of these like sets of people, cases, if you will. <laughs> I want you to talk to each of these groups of people like individually. Starting with Diane and Richard, and Ginger's like, well, she has to. T- <laughs> can say that she has to continue to take care of the child on her own it's obvious he's not going to support her like whatever she was hoping or whatever she was dreaming the probability of that is not there like what's the reality like we have to deal with reality not like oh maybe i will turn around no not maybe what is the reality situation that is currently happening you're a mother be a mother. And above all, teach your children to know that there are long-term consequences to every decision you make. I don't, Even that, I was like, mm, I mean, I don't know if that's entirely true. Like, yes and no, I guess. I don't know if it's worth it to teach a four-year-old about the butterfly effect. Like, if I don't think every decision you make is like life altering and that sounds like a very stressful way to be a child (laughs) so I don't know if I I guess she means like by the time they're 18 they should know or I don't even know 18 might be too late at that point but you know by the time they get to at least where they have the ability to procreate like they should know that there are long-term consequences for that I just yeah, I don't know. It sounds stressful to think about every action you take having long term consequences, whether it's true or not. I just don't know if it's a way to live your life. She goes now to the two meddling moms. She's like, "Oh, it could be a series on her own, on its own." Uh, the relationship is probably shit to begin with. It's just magnified even more by two interfering and controlling mothers. But we have, I, I thought this was kind of a good way to put it where she's like, we have like a priority call list, right? Like your relationship is not the priority <laughs> right now. The baby is the priority. We have to worry about that first. And if you guys can work it out, great. Um, If not, you know, it, I don't know. It's just the baby is more important right now than what's happening between you. Although what does happen between them does affect the baby, but no, we can't let it. We just have to focus on baby first relationship second and then she gets to daryl she's like daryl get a vasectomy <laughs> best piece of advice that was actually good advice i'm glad she was there to say that and then i said the same thing right like daryl just get a vasectomy if you don't want kids you know that or maybe was that rick that i said that about yeah it was rick i was saying that but daryl too you don't want kids have a vasectomy like that is an easy fix yeah daryl get a vasectomy Carol says he doesn't want to have a vasectomy. I'm like, why not? <laughs> like, it's such a problem to have kids. I don't know. He's like, I'm careful now. And I'm there for the kids. And this show changed me. The audience boos the shit out of him. <laughs> and he's like, I do kind of, not like, it was a little, it was, I don't know, relatable. Like, no, relatable is not the right word. But he's like, looks at the audience. He's like, I don't care. Like, I'm not, I, he's like, I ain't looking for no applause, which like, I do believe, I don't think Daryl came on here because he thought it would make people like him more. It's just like, I don't care about your booze. I'm just letting you know, like, I'm careful now. I'm there for the kids that I have. And this show changed me. Okay. Sally's like, oh, Phyllis and Sondra are probably fine though. So they don't really need Ginger's advice. (laughs) Okay. Ginger's like, yeah, I don't know. She just repeats herself in their general direction. Um... And then an audience member tells Daryl he has a rotten attitude. He says he's just telling the truth. And then it's the same one. It's like, everyone knows what sex does. It produces children. You guys look at it as a romp in the hay, but everyone, everything has consequences and these kids will suffer. Which kind of took me, like, it's weird to go back in time with like this, right? Because I feel like, obviously, there's a lot of, like, know fucked up shit in the states right now about abortion and even like access to birth control and stuff and I feel like a lot of that rhetoric like is kind of blaming the moms like it just you know what I mean of like like my sense is that Republicans would have us believe that like that women just get abortions all the time just like that abortions are their birth control. (laughs) Which I never thought was accurate. But then in the 90s, it seems like, and I mean, even these men on stage, these men are like, Ugh, just have an abortion. <laughs> it's like, okay, I think that's your attitude about abortions. I, I don't see any of these women anyway, being like, yeah, I'll just get an abortion. Like, it's just, it, it seemed like a weird, it seemed like a weird mirrored angle on men where it was like, I don't know what you want from us as women like I don't I don't know what your goal is I mean it's 30 years apart so maybe it's different and obviously men don't all collectively have like one goal that they towards It's just I was like just stop just stop just let everybody make their own choice anyway uh, an audience member uh, we end on the worst notes <laughs> this train wreck of an episode an audience member stands up to be like well one positive thing is that these kids that are going to be born won't have chumps like you as their role models okay maybe rick maybe maybe rick's kids are better off without him because i think he is like a genuine genuine asshole But even that, I really have a hard time saying. I mostly disagree with that. Even if your dad's a shithead, like, you still need them in your life. And this is, like, weirdly goes back to what I very, very poorly tried to express, like, I think last week or the week before. Is that, like, if Rick gets to know his kids and he's a shithead and they grow up and they're like, wow, my dad's a shithead, like that's probably what's gonna happen or I guess they'll turn out like him I think that I like that's what the audience member is saying it's like well we don't need more men like you so please kindly don't teach your boys how to be men because we don't want you (laughs) teaching that lesson because you obviously never learned it in the first place so I see that but also like kids need two parents like it's just my own belief and like by strategic parenting that kids need two parents. So I don't feel good about that. (laughs) I don't know what the answer is there. Anyway, that's the comment we're going to basically close on. Sally, Sally, like she cuts to commercial and then we come back and she's like, okay, well, it sounds like Kelly and Diane are the only ones that are like still in love. Everybody else, at least at least as far as what they said on stage is like, I don't want this guy. I just want a dad for my baby or I want him to be involved in my baby's life. Except for Kelly and Diane. I mean, Kelly's 19, so, you know, we'll give her that. But, um, Diane, you're 36. Like, you should have a handle on this. Like, you should have better self-esteem. Sally, like, invites Diane. Like, Sally comes out on, not comes out on stage, but she walks onto the stage. She invites Diane over. She's like, Diane, come here. Come here come here, Diane. Diane is like, well, I still want Rick to be around, like, I want him to take his son fishing, like, he loves doing that, Sally's like, it's not gonna happen, (laughs) like, it's not happening, it's not, look at him, look at him, Diane, it's not gonna happen. Diane's like, well, one day he'll, come. I believe one day he'll come around, he was like this before with his other kids, and he came around, and maybe he will again. It's not a reason to love him, Diane, (laughs) like, this is not, again, you don't have to be with him. Like he, the best you can hope for is that he's going to be around and maybe pay child support. That's not a reason to love him. You need to let this go and move on to like taking care of the baby. He's not, he's just not that into you, Diane. I'm sorry to tell you that. Sally's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not so sure. And then, this is I just want it ends on such a weird note. Sally like shuffles Diane off stage, like they're gonna keep talking and then credits just start rolling right over them. Like, <laughs> I don't know why we had to end it there. It seems like it seems like very little got solved. Maybe maybe Kelly will give it up. Maybe some of these guys will change their attitude after being bullied by some of these audience members. I hope they do. I'm not sure if they will <laughs> Daryl says the show Daryl says the show changed him and that these are for his kids now and that he is better at using protection so maybe there is a point to all of this I don't know but anyway that's where we're gonna end it I I have to look back at how long I've been talking but I feel like we kind of powered through that okay thanks for sticking it out with me thanks for this coming with me on this journey that I didn't know what I was embarking on when I started the episode, but I'm kind of glad, I'm kind of glad that we got here and I'm excited to see what else we have. I am bummed out, honestly, that we're not probably going to get any Jeremy Kyle or Steve Locos, but I think we have a lot here, um, to still talk about. So join me next week. I'm thinking next week, maybe a Jenny Jones Maybe a Montel. I did have a look for some Mori stuff. Mori, old Mori is very, very difficult to find because a lot of it, first of all, is indistinguishable (laughs) from current Mori and Mori is also still on the air. So, um, it's like, they have a lot of like old clips, like clip compilations, I guess maybe I could do that, but I think for now we're just going to stick to the full episodes. And yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening <laughs> to this point. If you have a moment and you're feeling very generous and you could give me any kind of rate, review, or subscribe, that would really help me out. Uh, and also I want to mention you that a big part of, you know, how I hope this will kind of spread or gain popularity is by word of mouth. So if you have any friends that like shit-talking podcasts, (laughs) then please tell them about mine. (laughs) Maybe they will also like it. That would be great. So yeah, uh, again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, constructive feedback, then please shoot me a message at realityrootspod at gmail.com. And yeah, we will see you again next week. Okay, bye.